Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So it's official. I have a new favorite word that Daisy says with an Irish accent. Oh. And that is seafood palooza. <laughs> <laughs> Drink for as many times as we said seafood palooza. You're going to be seafood drunk. Seafood palooza. You're going to be drunk, drunk, drunk. And after a while, it was someone said, what is a seafood palooza? What is a seafood palooza, poodle? I... I don't know. I don't think it has any definable. I did not go to the OED <laughs> to to to, to mm. define this, but I had some ideas. Um, like I think Jay says, it's like you're overwhelmed with seafood, <laughs> and like so. And then one day I pictured Big Jim them like loading up like eight pounds of shrimp on his belly, <laughs> or. At like one this. point, him being force-fed seafood like mussels, like a duck, like with foie gras. <laughs> I, like I this. don't. I don't know. I just. I. 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 I <laughs> seafood palooza. It was I never mean, defined. It was never defined. It was just a lot. This honestly, this food, this all looked too heavy to me. I would be so sick after that. Well, she got sick later the next day. <laughs> um, what 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 about it was heavy? Well, the the lobster mac and cheese for sure, and all the, the on the fish was butter and like the sauces. Like sometimes seafood can be that kind of very like old steakhouse way of serving seafood. It's too heavy. Don't ruin everyone's fun. I know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm offering an opinion. The same reason you would. You just don't like it because you like <laughs> seafood. I do like it. I mean, I do too. I think, I think it was besides the lobster mac and cheese that was studded with actual truffles. Um, it to me, lo- it's normal to put butter on lobster. And I know, but it's just heavy. Yeah, but that is that's how lobsters eaten like ninety percent of the time. I know. I'm saying you know, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's a lot. I just wish there may have been a little salad in there or something. <laughs> These people, you don't want, you want excess on a boat. Well, it I don't want to matter. Sh- I don't want to shit my pants on a I boat. Re- I reject your opinion and I, I do not find it helpful on this boat. Sorry. Welcome to 90% of what you say <laughs> on this show. I just this roll is, my eyes. This is BDSM below deck sailing yacht. We, you know what I realized? I was thinking about this the other day. What? We rarely announce who we are anymore. <laughs> 
We should probably say we're reality gays in our name. <laughs> I really I know, should we? I think we should. I, I mean, they can read it. You know, I had a, such an aversion to that at the beginning, and you said people need to know who we are, and now I'm coming around to it. Four years later. Yeah. Five years later. Y'all, we're reality gays. I'm Poodle. And I'm Maddie. Don't say your full name. That's what I had the biggest problem with. Why? I just said that you're James Jacob Anthony, otherwise known as <laughs> <No>! Poodle. <laughs> Someone will steal my identity. I'm Matthew Carl Marr, otherwise known as Maddie. <laughs> but now you're Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. Matthew Stephen Marr. Stephen. I, boy, look, y'all, I'm pretty hard up. I'll be honest. It's been a while since I've uh, since I've had sex, which known is Known the touch of a man. Yeah, it's true. I don't really want anybody to touch me right now. But it's been a while said, for me, too. Yeah, two days. Um <laughs> That's it a long takes, time. It takes a, you have to be really fucking annoying to have an amazing body with the <laughs> tattoos. And I don't want to fuck you at all. You've you got to be real fucking annoying. Chase, you mean. Boobies. Boobies. Yeah. I think what happened was he got wow. drunk enough. I was waiting for his like drunk, fratty Southern boy thing to come off because he he does like a lot of uh, southern dumbasses when they're on camera. They 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 let their accent go a little more posh as soon as he started drinking, y'all. That corn, that like southern fried, Somerville southern plate, wherever he comes from, Abbeville, South Carolina, or wherever it was, starts coming in, and he sounds like he just had corn pone for breakfast. It's the way Poodle sounds when he's really drunk. <laughs> I do I do that? Too. Trust me, I know it because I did it. I mean, I I kind of always sound the same because I always you sound do. like that. Yeah, I always sound like a rube, unfortunately. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Lilton. No. That's what I, they that, tell me. Put people to sleep. <laughs> that I would agree with. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What the fuck are we doing? Do we I don't know if we have any announcements. Um Below, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I just What's said happening? below deck. Uh, Night at Fiance, uh, before the 90 days. B90. B90. B90 is premiering on uh, Sunday. It is. Yeah, it new, is. Se- new season. New season. New season. Who dis? Who dis? Who dis? We're very excited. Very, very excited. Um, After and- a great season of Toe with a very underwhelming tell-all. Tell-all. The last part especially. That's all right. More of a tell some. <laughs> yeah, we just want to remind people, if you want to see, you know, uh, the Sharp Productions, they did um, um, they did something different this year. As, um, as uh, we talked about on the podcast, they have a producer, Morton Scorsese. And, uh, Morton, you said Morton Scorsese. Morton, Morton Scorsese, Scorsese. The Jewish Morton Scorsese. Scorsese. Um, he's uh, directed a film with Debbie about Debbie's new love. And um, you can see that on our Instagram and our TikToks. On, I hear on that uh, the actor or actress playing her uh, may be nominated for something. Ah. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> if there's Oscar I don't know, buzz. I don't know if it's actor. Act, I all know the actor that's playing Debbie that uh, their pronouns are bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, I heard they that she did a great. I heard that bitch did a great job. Bi- bitch did a great um, job embodying the character. Bitch really sourced things. Yeah, I found. I um, I thought it was great. Uh, the donkey was really phoning it in personally. <laughs> I think the bitch one was gag. Born, I think the bitch was born for the role and should actually go to Morocco forever. <laughs> And study. That's what I think. Yeah, the donkey was really the disappointment in the whole thing. <laughs> it was a shame, really. Check that out on our social medias. Um, other than that, that's it. Let's sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. Season four, episode eight. Cheers to boobies. Cheers to boobies. Um, We're about because... Uh, I have allergies. I want to make sure I'm not sick. And I have allergies too, but I'm kind of glad you're not in my house. <laughs> Say, yeah, she always prefers. It's fine. <laughs> Ultimatum queer love, I should say. Oh. Um, hopefully we'll get those screeners. <laughs> we would do want to let people, that's a good thing to know. We want to let yeah. people know that um, normally Netflix is have, they're great. And this, of They've course, they're having a platform wide issue. With screeners. With getting screeners. So normally the uh, Ultimate and Queer Love is going to drop on Wednesday at 12 a.m. Yep. And we were going to drop our episodes Thursday. at 12 a.m. on. Oh, you mean they're, yeah, they would drop yeah. it on Wednesday. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me finish. If you let me finish. What is that from? If you let me finish, what movie is that from? I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, so 12 a.m. on Wednesdays when they drop their show. So we normally try to do a 12 a.m. on Thursday Pacific time. That probably is because of the schedule already. It's not going to happen. We're no. going to try to get some up uh, on Thursday, maybe one or two. Um, but they sh- hopefully will all be up by 12 a.m. on Friday. Yeah. So just letting people know. That's on our Reality Gaze Plus at our $5 level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump into this. I do want seafood now a little bit, <laughs> but not anything with butter. God no, forbid. I like butter. I'm just saying the combination of all of it. I wouldn't mind a cheddar biscuit. I I will say I I do agree that the lobster mac and cheese was a little much. But that those those are the people those that those that that kind of charter loves that. I would yeah. have had three bites of that lobster mac and cheese and gone. I'm full. Because did it have truffles on it too? Oh, yeah. Like full-on sliced truffles. Oh, just a lot. lot. Truffles? Y'all, hang hang back on the truffle. She had real truffles though. Hang back. It's too too much. Too, too much. That's what our cabaret name is going to be. Too, too much. (laughs) You're very opinionated about it. It sounds like you were like once with a a Frenchman who just fucked you with truffles and now you're just truffled out or something, truffle oil or something. Oh, truffle oil is fake. It is. It's made of a false compound that we learned that on Below Deck. One of our sissies. I I thought one of our sissies. No, they talked about it on Below Deck. We said, that's not true. And then one of our sissies said, yes, it is. Who gives a shit? Let's talk about BDSY (laughs) episode eight of season four. Cheers to boobies. What's your first teabag? My first teabag is more of a question. Poodle. Oh. Would you consider Daisy a talentless person? Because she says she is. She's like, I'm talentless. I think I think a lot of people often say I don't have a talent because they think that talent is like being able to paint or dance or 
something like that. But um, we often think of a talent show where people sing or they do impressions or something like that. I think we've all learned on whenever whenever the guests want a talent show, none of that matters. They none and of that everyone. Matters. I think this is a. Um, I don't think I think she's a very talented person. Um, I don't think that any of those the the things of the the arts of the muses maybe did not bless Daisy. Mm-mm. She may not be the best at lyric poetry, or <laughs> tipsickery did not bless her. No, <laughs> in the no. In, in dance, is it tipsickery who's the Muse of dance. I can't remember. <laughs> I learned them at one point. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> Were you gonna like freak out your mother and stop and start worshiping like Roman or Greek gods to freak you, her out? You know that the when Edith Hamilton's mythology was taught in our high school, someone what someone parents freaked out and they wanted the teacher fired because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna commit to the gonna, gonna start worshiping Erato, the muse of erotic I, poetry. I don't even know if we studied that. Oh no, we did in freshman English because we read something. I well, think. we we weren't. Uh, I, what this parent was basically saying is, well, if you're not allowed to study the Bible, you shouldn't be able to study Greek mythology. And I'm like, shut up, you stupid redneck mouth breather. <laughs> well, I guarantee you, they'll get rid of that in Florida soon. Yep, no more mythology. No more <laughs> mythology. So, to, <clears throat> excuse me. To answer your question, I don't believe Daisy's talented, talentless. Um, I think she's talented in what she does. Uh, there you go. I also think these talent shows are a joke, and yeah. I think it's fine that they are because all of the crew freaks the fuck out, and then at the end, it's always fine. Because the crew's because the charter's drunk. Yeah, they don't care. They I just want something to do for thirty minutes. I did bring up, um, and it's going to be part of my tea bag a little bit later. You know how I have a problem about the charter guests kind of like throwing tin cans and telling the crew, dance for me, monkeys. Yes. it. Big Jim is kind of the epitome of that. Um, so I'm going to talk about that later on. You're well, like, great. Great. <laughs> another, <No>. another soapbox. <laughs> great. If you keep having these soapboxes, I'm actually going to make you buy a soapbox and stand on it. And that's your fear. No. You're scared it's gonna break. It's gonna break under my weight. We can reinforce it with lug nuts. Shut up. (laughs) What's your next tea bag? Um, (laughs) I must say, when Alex was just peeing with the door open, and and Glenn walked in, and he's like, "Oh, sorry." Glenn's like, "Man, not fine for me." (laughs) It's Glenn is unflappable. He really is. I just, it's why he will ever, forever be everyone's just kind of like the, like the, the every, the captain of the everyman. And it's that Canadian niceness. It's like in our Facebook group, I noticed because I was talking about Shania Twain and some Canadian sissies were um, talking about Shania Twain and they were disagreeing about her. 
And the way they acted, they were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I was like, (laughs) this is so different than the way Americans fight on Facebook. Like, you bitch. you And then they get blocked. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you are right. She's like, oh, yeah, I understand you, bitch. And so it just was so kind and so sweet. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't understand that in this country. That's not how we, we, we draw lines and we fight for We fight for blood. Especially in comment sections. Especially in comment sections. So, Um, yeah. I I just liked that. Um, Alex does get hotter and hotter, though, doesn't he? Yeah. His, the idea, what I liked is it was showing he and Gary were both short, shirtless. And, and Gary was saying something about men are dogs. And Alex, like, no, just you. And Alex was just standing there and it looked like, it looked like some type of like, poster that would be on like a teenage girl's wall of him shirtless in that long hair processing some unresolved um <laughs> feelings are you poots and it's not like a super worked out body but it just looks no. like a, a body of a guy who works on a boat he it's like somebody who it's it is a bop magazine body yeah did you ever read bop uh, no, because I did not have older female cousins or I wasn't really close with, or I didn't ask to read reading material that my girlfriends were reading. Well, what did you, well, what would you read <laughs> when you go over to their house for a summer party and braid their hair? Uh, I didn't do that. Oh it, yeah. <laughs> really? Just me? Okay. Yeah. Well, I love uh, you didn't play some, girl talk or at the no or when when oh. I was at the church lock in I would climb up to the sanctuary and read um read strange hymns <laughs> usually by that's, myself <laughs> that's so sad because that's true that is what? true that's so. I'm like, what hymns don't I know? Let me look through this wow. Methodist hymnal for a hymn we have not sung in a very long time. Wonder if any of these are about an obscure verse. Hmm. And you just imagine you would discover the new hymn everybody forgot, and they would love Poodle Anthony, the little gay yeah. church singer that could. <laughs> that's a little poodle book. That's what. That's a little po- little poodle sings at church. And I was just like, I'd be like playing on playing upstairs on a, a hymn. I'm like, oh, I've never loved, heard of this one. God, where's Jay Bird again? Is he from that sanctuary? God, I wish you'd just play football. <laughs> you know what? My parents never, never tried to encourage me to play football. They never, the only sport, they, they encouraged me of two sports. It was soccer and uh, track, like um, running. And, yeah, things that, so I wouldn't be a fat kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was their fear. Because my father was terrified. <laughs> Oh, the shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, they never encouraged me to play football. My brother ne- never played football. In fact, if he would wanted to, my my mother probably would not would not have let him. Really? Yeah. You can get hurt. Um, also, my my mother hates uh, football culture. Ah, which I understand it. You you come from a family where your brother played football, right? Everyone did. <laughs> Yeah, but so, I don't. So, lo- I, I don't I'm the love, same. I don't. I don't dislike football culture. I do, and I don't. I, it gave us something to do on Friday nights. 
because there's nothing to do. But at the same time, I hate how I've talked about this before, but I hate how life literally revolves around football and in Oklahoma. And that's annoying. Agree. Anyway, we're going to get the sports people that come at us. We need to move on. Fuck them. What's your next teabag? Poodle. A lot of questions for you for my teabags today. Great. So we've got some um, Irish cl- uh, dancing, and I know you were a clogger, and that is kind of a, a it's adjacent a stepsister, and uh, the maybe the redheaded Irish stepsister to um, Irish dancing and clogging. But how did you feel as a master clogger? At least the way you talk <laughs> about it. Um, how- I did win a. I did win a competition. <sighs> I was part of a team. <laughs> what was the competition called? Uh, we placed, we were in the state clocking championships in South Carolina. Well, how would you rate their Irish dancing? It, it's not really the same. Um, it, one, it, it is definitely the, the antecedent of where clogging comes from, but there's a lot of differences. It was fine. Um, even Daisy said, I wasn't an Irish dancer as a good as a child, and I'm definitely not one now. They kind of did what they needed to. What did help is their couture from the House of Nozama Irish costumes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was very helpful. Y'all, uh, Nozama is our couturier. Couturier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couture artist. It's our couture yeah. house. Yes. Um, Nozama. Nozama. People, people, people are always wondering where can I get things from the house of Nozama. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're sponsoring us anymore. So probably, Just, y'all, if you wonder what Nozama is, write write it down and look what uh, Nozama and is. Look backwards. at it in a mirror like a treasure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Poodle, what's your next tea bag? Um, oh, you asked me a question. It was, but in react in response to you, it was fine. They they did what they could do. I'm still waiting for a clogging video. I think there's one out there. Boy, we would go to Fontana Dam. I would. What's just... going on with your cords? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? They're You're on my legs and they're touching and then they're they're annoying me. Anything that's touching me on my body that I don't approve of is a problem. Um, my next tea bag is. Can we talk about the kind of Gary uh, Alex moment where? <laughs> I can actually understand what Gary was trying to do um, in that oh, he was, he was, tr- he was trying, well, what he was trying to do is come to get, cause here's the thing, y'all, Gary just wants to be liked by his, the people in his crew. He says he doesn't, but he does. He wants mm-hmm. to be liked. So what he's doing when he's talking to Alex, like, yeah, Chase was really pissed. Um, instead of saying, I didn't like that, that the boat looked bad, he puts it to chase. Now, what that looks like is, and he probably, under the surface, he is starting to create, trying to create drama, but more than anything else, he doesn't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big thing. He doesn't want to be the bad guy, but I think it's, I think it's almost equal this time where he really wants, he, I think. I agree with you. He doesn't want to be the bad guy, but I think just as much he wants Alex to feel like they're buddies and and basically to like him more than Chase. I do think it's a competition. I agree with you. And he is fine, and he's already decided he doesn't like Chase. And after this episode, we can understand why a little bit more. 
Um, cause chase is going to be chasing, but I, I definitely think he wanted to be, I think he, he, you know, cause Gary, I don't think he was innocent at all. I definitely think, you know, Alex, he knows Alex, you know, Gary's jealous of Alex. Yeah. Cause totally. he's younger and he's hot and hot. he brings it up all the fucking time. And he's so the competition. Yeah. He's like, so let me keep this enemy closer. Yep. I totally agree with you. This is a poodle boudreau move from when you worked in restaurants. <laughs> it is. Especially if I'm in charge of something. Ooh, yeah. I would create an elaborate web of people who had alliances to me. <laughs> and they all hated one another. Yes. But they loved you. That's what you did at that bookstore. <laughs> oh, wait. I did that at all. Yeah. yeah, you did that. You literally, the owner of the bookstore left because of you. Because <laughs> you've got all the employees to hate him. The manager, but yes. The manager. Yeah. No, I got him fired. And then you were the new manager? I was the assistant manager and I hated it. <laughs> that, is a mo- that is the most poodle move. You spent all this time, you get the manager somewhere, fired. And I'm like, hmm, and I then don't they like say, where do you, I am. Yep. They say, do you want to be the manager? And you go, no, I just want to suck dick in a bookstore <laughs> and have the keys to get fucked after the bars close. It's it's like I thought I knew what I wanted, and I was the I was the dog that chased the car, and then I got it, and I'm like, well, I'm not happy now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll quit. I think you did. Then you quit, and you just left them in a bind to have nobody. And then we that, had a- y'all. We had a new manager who came in who I despised, and then I just verbally berated him constantly. And <laughs> the then things that I quit. said to him. And guess what? After y'all, I think four months after Poodle, they were still calling me. Yeah. After Poodle, Poodle let that manager go, got him fired. After four months later, I think is when they closed. <laughs> y'all, yeah. he took down the bookstore. <laughs> They didn't know, they didn't know, they, they couldn't find their ass with both hands. That was how it was. <laughs> Which is saying something because they were all gay men. <laughs> <laughs> the pro, I think the problem is I, I set in motion a couple of, a couple, a couple of ways that the, the, the bookstore was doing business that wasn't sustainable to anyone else besides me, which was great job security for me. But not good for anybody else who came after me. And anyway. Well, I think you were, um, yes, you had your moments, but some of the other managers were, you know, high on meth managing. <laughs> um, and maybe. I think that kind of influenced things too. Maybe, maybe someone, maybe, maybe I did, maybe someone was late for their shift because they passed out in a, in a bar bathroom from a meth overdose. Maybe. <laughs> maybe wow and they still the, showed up <laughs> you know what and on that night we're gonna take a commercial <laughs> and we'll be right back poodle i gotta tell you i think i just made one of the best investments for myself oh thank god you got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut perfect no the doctor just added four more months <laughs> i think he's trolling me at this point no See, now that I'm putting myself out there... No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? 
How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. To all our queens, to Caitlin and... The Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, 
and even keep going queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Open, find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queens. Y'all, we're back. And I told Poodle, oh, I wanted to tell you something. And Poodle said, this better be relevant. <laughs> That's behind the scenes of what happens. Hello, irrelevant. Hello, irrelevant. (laughs) Hello, irrelevant. So, did you know one of the women, the woman who's uh, who is known for like, um, see the the big black woman who the big black (laughs) woman who sang all the. Who's kind of known as the voice of like R and B, like yes. That was, it's Mary, I forget her name. She was in the group that sang It's Raining Men. Yeah, Martha Wash. Martha, I didn't know that it was from It's Raining Men. I did not know that. And I'm bringing it up because you and I talk about all the Thunderpuss and the Thunderpussy remixes so much. And I thought- Thunderpuss, yeah. She's been such, she was instrument, that woman, I would say, single-handedly made me gayer. I would agree. I think that woman is responsible <laughs> for uh for for a lot of gay men getting fingered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on dance floors. And that's our new segment coming up for the month of June, Heroes of Pride. <laughs> <laughs> she she's definitely a shero. She was part of the Weather Girls. Um she sang on the big one I think is she sang on You Make Me Feel Mighty Real from Sylvester. That was like Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. She's huge. 
Martha Washington. Good for her. Wash. Wash. <laughs> Wash. <laughs> the first first lady of our country yes. made us gay. Um, I think I think she was definitely the inspiration. Since this is the Below Deck podcast, is when I told when I told you on the Twink Boat song, "Take it, Twink Boat Diva." Oh, and I immediately did. channeled Martha Wash. I did. It was her. I did. Twink Boat, Twink Boat, Twink Boat, Twink Boat, Yeah. I really hope. I really hope there's a Twink. There's another twink boat uh, because I feel like we need to do a whole. I feel like that's a whole song. <laughs> I would actually. <laughs> this is what I dream would be. I would love to find someone who lives in Marina Del Rey, use their boat, hire a bunch of twinks, <laughs> and then film a music video with us singing with twinks around us. What's going to happen is we're going to have a toy boat in a kiddie pool in my yes. backyard with us sitting in a pool of water and one guy who says he's a twink that answered our craigslist ad that it's actually a 50 year old man yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's what we're gonna get maybe we could ask the the gay who we met with Haley. <laughs> she'd be she's not a twink anymore but she'd probably be in the video no he's got a huge dick too <laughs> you've seen it or you can no use tail we need to move on. <gasps> what? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't. Are- I haven't seen a dick in so long that if one popped up, <laughs> I'd say, "Mama, what's that looking at me right there? Is that a hairless mole rat? <laughs> it's got one eye, Mama, and I don't think it's quite peculiar. I don't know what to tell you, but think about it, Mama. You wouldn't know whether to talk to it or suck it. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Let's move on. Th- thank you for that digression. <laughs> for You're that welcome. Moment, for that celebrate for the heroes of pride. Moment. You're welcome. Happy pride. You know what? I've decided we're going to do that segment now. We're, we're going to do that every when we're inspired. We're going to have heroes of pride. Sheroes or heroes of pride. Yeah, uh, I like heroes for sure. I, I Martha Wash is definitely one of those. Yes, I totally agree. We wouldn't have its raining men. How do you have pride without its raining men? You don't. You don't have pride. That's what happens. The whole the whole pride movement wouldn't exist. <laughs> Not at all. Anyway, so I want to talk about the fact that Gary's kind of uh, the next tea bag is that Gary basically says to Mads. Well, now that we've hooked up twice, where do we stand? <laughs> where do we stand? He kind of says, "So where's this going?" And it was such a it was such a strange thing because and the only reason he did it is because he faces competition from Alex. Yep. Yep, yep, and yep. And he yep, wanted yep. to make sure she was on the same page that in other words, when he got drunk and he gets handsy and wants to wants to make out she's going to be available and i've just never heard gary make any type of quote-unquote commitment speech (laughs) because that's kind of what it was turning out to be this is what happens when gary gets garyed he becomes it's literally like out of a fucking 80s movie like she's all that or something like that where her friend says you know how you get the guy you ignore him and act like you don't care about him and it'll drive him crazy yeah he's a child is so fucking immature and basic that works y'all yeah 
own. I don't know anybody else. I, I can't. It's, I can't even think of anybody else I know in my life who, if you ignore them and act like you aren't interested in, it drives them just viscerally crazy and they'll be eat up and almost consumed with a desire to rapture you. Uh, I don't know either, and that's not the way you use rapture. Ravish. Ravish, that's what I'm <laughs> going to say. Ravish you. You almost had it. You almost sealed almost it there it. at the end. <laughs> almost. I was rooting for you. It's true. I don't know anybody like that. So, yeah, uh-huh. But I, I <laughs> this, this this concept of, he's, he's like, what are your expectations <laughs> out of the rest of the charter season? And she's like, um, we're just kind of hooking up. I don't have expectations. Why are you being weird? He's like, and I went, I went, I love her. And I will say this. She's out garying him. Yeah. Um, this season. And she's, she's a shero of pride. And, and I want to say she's having a lot of fucking fun on this boat and yes. good for her. A lot of times on, especially on below deck sailing yacht, Gary winds up pitting the two women against one another. Um, that's not happening this season. No, so it's that's why all he's doing the, it with men. the men. Yeah, that's why he's so, telling Alex. Oh, Chase freaked freaked out, was yelling and screaming, and Chase didn't do that at all. I'm enjoying watching this little drama play out, and so it's not it's because Lucy and Mads got each other's backs, especially Lucy. Yeah. Lucy at the end t- telling Chase where he could fucking stick it with his boobies and tequila shit. Good I, for Lucy. I think this is a bit of unra- – good for Lucy, I agree. This is a bit of unraveling for Gary, and I think – because Gary doesn't know what his place is on this boat. Agreed. He doesn't fit in, feel like he fits in with the guys. Like you said, I do think he wants everyone to like him. He doesn't know what he fits in with, with the girls. He doesn't know how he fits in with Daisy because yep. Daisy has kind of like moved on, and we see later she's really moved on, but not really – but once – mark my words – once Gary finds out that Colin and Daisy hooked up, he's going to go nuts. I agree. And I, some people, Gary basically says she gets so jealous of me um, hooking up with one of her stews. That's not it. It's just that she, re- you, she remembers season two where the level of service <laughs> dropped completely when you hooked up with two women and they hated each other. She's worried about that hurting her crew. That's why yeah. she's looking at you that way. Yeah, that's that's what I don't think he gets because everything is based down to his – the way people are seeing him because that's what a child does. A child doesn't see – a child only sees themselves as the center of how things work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a child. He is a child. He is um, a child. What's your next teabag? I think that was mine. What did you think about if we talked we talked a lot about the talent show, but what did you think about Colin and Alex's song? Is there anything Colin can't do? Anything. I know. know. Well I expect him to do like calculations and calculus on like a beautiful mind style next week. I think there's one thing he won't do, and that's you. So I think You don't know that. (laughs) No, I don't think he's gonna do you or me. I think probably we're, that ship has not even sailed. It's not even coming into port. I think there's always a chance with boat with boat folk. <laughs> All right, let's. Move. That is so useful on this podcast. 
I'm so glad you do that. It really, and I will, I will compliment you on your comic timing of being able to use it well. Well, when it doesn't go off and go boo-doo, boo-doo, yeah. boo-doo. No, you, you actually did it correctly, and I, I just want to praise you for that. See, um, people say I never give you compliments when you do things correctly. What people don't realize is that I, I don't listen to your compliments or your criticism. <laughs> I just keep going, y'all. I'm like that fish on Ellen or whatever that movie is. I just keep swimming. That fish on Ellen. <laughs> Ellen you mean, or you finding do- Nemo. Doris. Oh, finding Dory. 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 Finding Doris. <laughs> finding. Hey, have, finding you seen, have you seen Doris, everybody? Have you seen Doris? Finding Doris Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> the story of when Doris Kearns Goodwin, America's premier presidential historian, goes missing. Wow. 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 Um, so I, that, I, that's the first Doris Kearns Goodwin reference on the pod today. Current Possibly not the last. References only. Quote She's still shade. relevant. Okay. Never mind. No. If you know who Doris Kearns Goodwin is, you're a nerd because you're like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, that was, that was, was that my tea bag? No. No, that was mine. Okay. So I'm you're going next. next. Um, so I, this is, this is when I would talk about big Jim, you know, this is the guy who was there last year. He had the talent show. It always feels like the re it's almost like a rich person in an absurdist, uh, play where they're, they're named things like Mr. Moneybags and literally in every scene, they're counting their money <laughs> and yes. they're, they're yes. large and they're just eating food and like their mouth is covered in the food. Mm. Yeah, but there's this Gross. idea that he, he the, a lot of times they have like they make the crew do things and it and they and like the mind games and he said, yeah, if you had to send one of our your your cast members on a deserted island and replace it with me, who would it be? <laughs> Daisy's like, I'm not answering that. It's just so weird, and it's it's this is um. I, I've worked in these places and you know, I have, you know, this is what country clubs are made up of these men. Yeah. He's not an asshole about no, it. No, no, no. It's just but entitled. There's a difference of entitlement and it, then asshole. It's, but you, it, you know what? He's kind of the nicest of these guys though. But what yeah. I'm pointing out is that's the culture of, would you say it's a, they live in a different world, so they don't think it's weird. Yeah. And this guy is probably not a bad guy. But he does just little things like that of making people choose mind games, crawling around the floor and barking like a dog to scare big titted Lucy. (laughs) So hopefully you could have her shake her jugs at you and you'd enjoy it like it's some type of Benny Hill sketch. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just read him for filth, but it's true. But I'm wow. saying this is the nicest part of that culture in a weird way. No, the, I agree. The ugliest part of that culture is Jeffrey Epstein. You know, sorry. <laughs> let's that's not the compare, first Jeffrey Epstein mentioned. Not compare this nice guy to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Maybe that's a stretch. I'm talking about a culture. 
The opinions of Jake Anthony are not the opinions of <laughs> yes, Reality they are. Days. Yes, but they, they are. are not. You're, they you're, are not. If my opinions Christina, are our brand. You, Christina, you edited it out. It has nothing to do with me. You're stuck with me. I'm suck. I'm sinking you like an anchor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'll take you down. I'll drag you down with me. <laughs> What's your next I'll just bag? tell you Sing. we're going to a bar and then take you to rehab. <laughs> Seeing as how I've just mentioned Jeffrey Epstein. All right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on after the crew, the after the charter leaves. I leave a big tip. Great. Um, and then let's just talk about, look, Jake and I don't like to be stereotypes, gay stereotypes. Even though we uh, are. Even though we are. Um Big ones. We don't like it. But <laughs> we, we don't like it, even though we are. Even but though yeah, we are. We don't like you know, to be it. We have maybe uh, leaned into some of those stereotypes about frat guys, um, the way they act. We might have even talked about Sean Cody or Corbin Fisher or uh, Jake has – I think Jake Next has – Next Door Studios. Yes, Jake has Hazy Hockey Boys. Parts. Haze me part one, two, three, four, five. I think gonna, all the way. I'm going to object to that. It's haze him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am. We don't want to quote misquote art. Haze I, him. I don't, don't want to besmirch the name of Haze Him Studios. Yes, yes. So <laughs> we are. We. You know what? We are participants in this, and we have to say. So poodle. It's the line though that. Chase becomes the worst of the worst of this. Like he's like, I know some people think this is funny, but if so, if I'm out drinking and I'm having a bottled beer and someone does that thing where they tap on my beer and it fizzes up. Yeah, I hate it. I think that it's such like basically, y'all, if you're with a guy who does that, that's just basically them trying to slap their dick in another guy's face to say, I'm yeah. a bigger bro than you. It's small dick energy and I'm not here for it. It's also, I think it's that he feels so, uh, I think he's one of these people who's celebrated in his friend group or his, his peer group. And he is not the cool person on this boat. He is probably the least liked on this boat. Um, definitely by the women. Yeah. And, and I think he, he's picking up on it, even though he's usually pretty slow about things like that. And this is his way of dealing with it to drink and get worse because there is no – because I think if he pulled his behavior back, he'd have to acknowledge that maybe my behavior is the problem. And that – hit. I don't know how well he was raised. I guarantee you it was upper middle class, South Carolina. Um, but he didn't want for anything. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. So – a lot of times, good-looking Southern white men, straight white men, who look like that, um, you don't have to question a lot of things because of your own privilege. So mm-hmm. he, he's he's not grown up to make those changes, if that makes sense. I'm not I'm not making excuses for him, and it's gross to watch. And if you've ever had to, if you've been a woman associated with a person like Chase before. You know that they don't grow up until they're in their mid thirties. They don't, and he needs to be careful because even though they're not on charter, but he's still working. And the fact that he's just completely like, 
Lucy is so annoyed with he just keeps talking about her breast. Yep. This and is not appropriate work behavior. It's not it's not even that. It's not appropriate human behavior, which someone like Lucy, who who is endowed in that area, who's probably pretty sensitive about it, because all men do is talk about it. So yeah. to have someone who it, it makes you feel kind of unsafe. Uh, that's that's what it, that's what starts to feel like. That's why she gets upset. I think a lot of people at the, the table were like, "Why? Where did this come from?" Because he nonstop is talking about her fucking boobs the whole time, and not in a way that lets her in on the joke. No, it's not with her. It's making fun of her boobs. That's it's, what it's it is. Othering her, yes. So no wonder she got pissed off. And I loved it when she got up and said, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> she did. Sheffy threw up. <laughs> I think that was for different reasons. I think Sheffy might be pregnant. Oh, you think? That's the, I, I'm, I guess, I guess I'm thinking, why did we film it? Why? Uh, I feel like otherwise, why would it been, why would it been aired? Maybe she, cause I couldn't tell if she was super drunk. I don't think she was. I'm just no, I don't think so. I think I'm just going by the the cultural signifier of a woman going, I'm not feeling that well, and we immediately go, pregnant. We do. It happens every time on Love After Lockup. Right. <laughs> so I think I wonder why they showed it. The other thing I thought of is maybe some sign of like, hopefully not of some kind of medical issue where she has to leave, which will be really upsetting because I think she's been fucking killing it and she's lovely and she's fun and she's not a crazy person. (laughs) What if it's a hot male chef that comes though? Go with God, Alicia. (laughs) I wish you the best. (laughs) I wish you the best. (laughs) We're going to leave this here. Yeah, they're here. Yeah. Um, whoa. Uh, whoa. What, What's your my, next tea bag? Is it my that turn? Was, yeah, that was mine. Yeah. Um, wow, this was like a crazy episode. I just want to talk about the last fuckgate six to seven minutes here. People just fucking. this kind of musical bed slash fucking. What? I this will probably be. Uh, kind of this will this will be issued or probably kind of like handled the next episode but i was kind of taken aback by the way that colin and i didn't know what happened but like colin and alex just bursted in on gary that was not a good move colin and it was they were all behaving like 11 year olds all of them the men the women mads may have she didn't want her body seen by gary probably wouldn't care but even even Gary's like that's fucking weird. That's that's don't do yeah, that. It's, it's weird for Colin. It, it it almost feels this season like Colin has some unresolved resentment towards Gary. Oh it, yeah, it felt like that last season to me. Um, no, Colin. That's when Colin said, "Gary, you're such a Gary's such a gossip." I'm like, "You are the one." I love Colin, but y'all, he is a fucking instigator. He is Woody the Woodpecker on that boat. He is always gossiping with everybody. That's what he yeah. does. And I'd love to be a piece of wood he pecked on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck oh. me. <laughs> oh. So this this moment of. Gary and Mads and like going into the cabin and uh, and then Mads is in bed with Gary and where's Gary? What happened? 
then they go in on them and Mads freaks out because I think she's basically like, they just really, I think she's embarrassed and she, yeah. someone may have fucking seen her body who, who she didn't want to. Yeah. Complete, yeah. In unlike Poodle, some people don't like to be watched when they're having sex. <laughs> I don't always like it. I just need to know about it so I can put on a good show. The one thing I learned from P.T. Barnum. <laughs> wow. Wow. But then that kind of, but again, like children. So she goes back to her room. Gary decides he's going to sleep down there. But then suddenly everybody's going to bed and Colin and Daisy are just walking up the steps. And she's just making out with him holding nope. on to that Yeti bottle. Colin instigates. He did instigate it. Yeah. I, I, from what I saw, Colin instigated and I kind of went, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it looked this way. And Um, they're going at it. And then I thought they were just going to make out. No, they're going back to his room and or to Daisy's room. And he tells Matt, Hey, I know I walked in on you and maybe saw your tits, but why don't you go back there and fuck Gary? Cause you know, that's what he wants. Yeah. All of a sudden we had like dark Colin, <laughs> like yes. dark Phoenix. Yes. I just made a comic book reference. You should be happy about that. <sighs> I, I am a little bit. It's, um, I mean, that movie came out a while ago, um, but it is an important comic book. But that's the way it felt. It did feel like that. Yeah. And I, and everything kind of like up was down. Night was, night was day. Yeah. I don't I know loved, what was going on. I love that actor, Famke Jensen. She was great. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. She was dating, I don't know if she was, but she was dating the son of the woman who ran the Oklahoma Arts Institute, <laughs> the camp that I went to in <laughs> Lone Wolf, Oklahoma. She was. Is he was he out here? No, I think they lived in New York or something like that. Not in Oklahoma. Not in West. Not they can't there's nothing out there in Altus. In Lone, I, I agree Lone with Wolf. you. I'm well, just camp saying, was in Lone Wolf, which is not close to Lone Grove. I'm from Lone Grove in Ardmore, but Lone Wolf is on the west side of the state by the Quartz Mountain Range, kind of closer to Amarillo almost. Basically, on the dry desert land where basically we ended up just moving all the Native Americans, including up the pan and the shittiest land in Oklahoma. I'm glad that it had a happy ending. Um, yeah. So that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> On that note, everybody, that's the show. Oh, Jeffrey Gary and Mads. Epstein. <laughs> <sighs> Gary and Mads do fuck. We hear her moaning. Is that I thought? And he's I, saying, he's saying, girl, you're full of surprises. I, I, this was, this no, was. No, they fuck. This was shot in such a quick, chaotic fashion. I didn't know what was going on. No, they fucked. I, I, I don't know why. It is, it's always weird when people call out my name during sex. Um, and what do you want them to say? I don't know. Usually I just like horror or slut or, or <laughs> no, or it's Miss, just because Miss McGillicuddy. I, what I, do you it's, want? Them? It's not my first impulse to call out their name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Actually, now that you said it, I haven't like been like, you know, people do that with me. I, I don't know why. I, I no, I don't. People say your name? Yes. 
And I don't usually say their name, mostly because I'm not sure if I remember it. <laughs> but I'm glad you're not using this as opportunity to try to insinuate how good in bed you are. No, I think that's been that's been established. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying that it, people people say my name, and I I'm always kind of like, okay, it's not what I would prefer. Mostly, it's not the it's not the first thing I want to hear. I can't really say what that is on this podcast, but... You know, well, aren't you glad we introduced ourselves at the top of this show? Um, as you know, Poodle's the humble one, y'all. Humble. I'm Jake. 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 All right, everybody. On that note... <laughs> I just well, horrified some of our listeners. Well, you horrified your co-host. Um, <laughs> that's it. We'll see you next week. Until then, everyone, it's what, Poodle? Anchors again! Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.